Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night. Hope you're having a great Wednesday night. If you're enjoying the wild card game in the National League, hope you're doing that. Hope you're not rooting for the Dodgers because they are losing right now. But if you are rooting for the Cardinals, hooray for you. I don't like baseball anymore. The Yankees got beaten last night. And that is a team that I root for, to be honest with you. So that was not fun at all. Anyways, big show tonight. Last night, we had a lot of fun reacting to the Jalen Smith news. Today, we'll talk a little bit more about that recently signed, basically, well, to be signed, Green Bay Packer, Jalen Smith. We'll talk a little bit about the aftermath, the, the three players that benefit the most from the Jalen Smith release within the Dallas Cowboys roster. We'll have a small Cowboys catch-up segment with some news, including some players that did not practice, including Ezekiel Elliott, and we'll close the show out with some keys to the game and some matchups to watch, and specifically one matchup that comes to mind as we get ready for this game. What is up, Dallas John? Thank you for joining the show over on YouTube. The same for Katie, Tino Santiago, T-Mac, and Stevie Mac, who is reminding you to like the video and, of course, share the show. The most important thing that you need to do is share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. How are you guys doing? Hope you're having, again, a great Sunday night, a great Wednesday night. What am I talking about Sunday? I'm already talking about, I'm, I am already thinking about Cowboys versus Giants. Well, that means we need to begin the show. Let's kick this off now that more of us are here. Let's kick the show off officially. I'm not going to lie, I'm excited as well, Dallas Young. Dallas Young is saying, I'm excited for this game on Sunday. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about some other NFL games. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way through your one and only stop for Dallas Cowboys content, adcsports.com slash Dallas. Make sure you check this one out from Adam Holt on Dak Prescott being an early season MVP candidate because so far it looks like Dak is an MVP candidate, a legit one. I don't know who is a front runner right now. Like I know that the sports books have Kyler Murray as a front runner. And I agree after four weeks that he should be. I think that the Cardinals quarterback has done some great, great stuff. I'm not sure that I would bet him to win the MVP. But sure enough, after four weeks, he might be the favorite. Dak Prescott is not that far behind, though. I think that Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, in whichever order you want to put them in, I think those are your top three MVP candidates. Judge Allen might be in that ranking as well, even though they started out slow versus the Steelers in week one. But as Dallas Young, I'm excited about the Cowboys-Giants game. Sure I am. But I'm also excited about some other games in the NFL. We have the Rams and the Seahawks playing tomorrow night. We have the Chiefs and the Bills playing in primetime as well. 
the Browns are going to face the Green Bay Packers. I'm excited about all of these games. So before we get into all of it, let me read some more comments. What is up, William Steele? Thank you for being here in the show, Mr. Steele. Uh, Guru saying, hello, Mo Giants, count them. Definitely. Jalen had value as a depth linebacker guy, says Guru. He would have still been on the team now if he took the contract redo demand that he refused. I got the Seahawks winning that game, says Tino Santiago in the chat. It's going to be a fun one, and tomorrow we'll likely talk about it since we are going to be live here on ADC Sports Dallas primetime more or less after the first quarter. So we'll definitely talk about that as well. So let's start the show with some Cowboys news. Let's have a Cowboys catch-up segment because there are some injury news that we need to talk about. And here is the injury report, not in, not in its entirety, but the most relevant news, in my opinion, of the injury report. Trevon Diggs was a full participant. That is the most important thing to take away from Wednesday, in my opinion. The fact that we do not need to worry about Trevon Diggs and the tightness that he had in his back. The Cowboys told us on Monday that if he had to go back in versus the Panthers, he would have been able to. But, you know, the NFL is kind of a... I need to see it to believe it kind of business. And Trevon Diggs was a full participant today. Now, four players did not practice. That includes Ezekiel Elliott, who talked about knee tightness as well to the press. And he said that he feels a lot better now than he did on Monday. So maybe not a lot of concerns there. He was limited. Amari Cooper was also, I mean, excuse me, he did not practice. Amari Cooper also did not practice. If Cooper is nursing an injury, I mean, I don't mind if the Cowboys give him, you know, your, your Wednesdays. I'm concerned about that Thursday and Friday practice, though. Donovan Wilson, not a surprise. You do not need to rush him back when Jaron Kears is playing at the level that he is right now. And Deron Armstrong, another player that we are not uh, worried about, that we're not surprised, excuse me, about, or we do not expect him to come back on Sunday. On the other hand, Carlos Watkins was limited in practice today which is great news for the Dallas Cowboys. Watkins, not a big name, but he was giving this team about 35 snaps per game. So super glad to have him back. Even more now that, listen, and we'll get into the Jalen Smith news uh, aftermath in a little bit, but even the fact that Carlos Watkins is back helps the Cowboys make this move and move on from, from, Carlo, from Jalen Smith. Because now you're maybe not as concerned about Chauncey Goldston getting some snaps on the inside. And now you have another potential pass rusher on the outside in Goldston. And you don't need to worry about Michael Parsons playing defense event most of the time, even though he might continue to do so. Funny interaction, by the way, between Akko and Michael Parsons on Twitter today. Emmanuel called him out on some plays during his segment on TV, and Michael Parsons was replying to that. I know that we don't like players reply, replying to TV analysts and getting in a back and forth kind of argument with these guys. But hey, Michael Parsons, a young rookie, you understand maybe where he's coming from. Just and we know it's not going to be a real distraction for Parsons. But it was an interesting interaction. In case you missed that, go to Michael Parsons' Twitter account and check his replies out. Actually, you know what? I will look for it right now. <laughs> I will. I, I will look for it in order to to read you some of these tweets because I thought that Micah really did a great job replying to him. So, Emmanuel was calling out Micah Parsons on some plays in which he was 
maybe looked a little bit lost on coverage, but to me it's impossible to know whether or not that was those were his assignments. And anyways, the point is, Michael Parsons replied, I don't think you have any idea what you're talking about. And once again, this is a horrible take. That is That, that was Micah's first reply. And then Emmanuel Echo came back with, I respect your opinion, your game as on, on the ball linebacker and your agent too much to go back and forth. The big guy in the sky don't lie. My job is to make elevation. Your job is to make tackles. Keep doing you. I'll do me. And then Micah replied, I mean, we definitely go in the drawing board together to prove how wrong you are. All I'm saying, don't post stuff on social media. That's not true until you actually know the coverage and job obligation of each player on the field. Because actually, me and Jalen was right. So that is Micah's final reply, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, you don't love to see Micah biting and getting back and forth with Emmanuel. But it was still fun to read, though. Uh, William says, I said on the morning show, Jalen already had something in the plant, says William Seal. That happened fast. The Packers, you know, the Packers closing in on a deal with Jalen Smith, which is not official, as TV Mac correctly pointed out in the chat. They're still working on it, finalizing the deal according to some reports. It might get done. I think it will get done. Uh, but yeah, maybe... William is right in saying that maybe they had something in the works. You never know, though. You never know with these kind of situations. Do we get D-Law and Gallup back after the bye week, says Guru. I would be surprised if we get D-Law back so soon. But then again, more or less, what we were expecting, that, that would be the time that we were expecting him to miss. I always have not said anything official on that, though. I think that... Gallup will be back after the bye week. I don't think that the Cowboys will rush him back. So he should be ready by week eight versus the Vikings. And you want all of the firepower versus the Vikings. I know they're coming off from a seven-point performance. But before that game versus the Cleveland Browns, they were actually clicking on offense. And I think that the, the Cleveland Browns defense is also very good. So let's give them some credit. But I think that you want Michael Gallup back for the Vikings game. Definitely. Uh, player in that management, LOL, says Tino Santiago. What we talked about with Trevon Diggs. So, found out on Monday that it was not, well, actually late Sunday night, if I'm not mistaken, that it was not really player management, but, um, but Trevon Diggs was actually dealing with something. Now, on more positive news, we talked about Carlos Watkins expected to be back practicing as a limited participant on today's practice, but also Keanu Neal and Bradley and I are going to be back from the COVID list. Now, fingers crossed, not trying to jinx anybody, but fingers crossed, we do not only get the news that Keanu Neal and Bradley and I are back from the COVID list, but also let's hope that we don't hear about the COVID list for the rest of the week because the Cowboys have been one of the most affected teams in the NFL with this, especially when you consider the players that have gone into the list. And the Cardinals just had a bad play on defense over on the wildcard game, by the way. What do you think about Collins suing the NFL about a failed drug test, says Joshua Davis. I would be surprised if anything comes out of that. Like, the NFL, I think in their statement, they issued, they issued one statement. And in it, they talked about two separate arbitrators, jointly, you know, designated by the NFL and the NFLPA, and the fact that they dismissed his case. So I think that is what's going to happen. But, you know, in this case, 
with the legal things and stuff like that, they always go to that last resource. I wouldn't expect anything to come out of that. However, I am not by any means a legal expert, literally by any means. And plus, we might not have some information that they have. But I would be surprised if anything comes out of that. I am, and I think Cowboys fans should as well, I am ready, mentally ready, to, for, for Lyle Collins to fulfill his five-game suspension in his entirety. I don't think that will change at any point. Another two-interception game for Trevon Diggs is Lunatic. They hit that like button, Cowboys Nation. So if we hit that like button, that is going to happen, I think. Yes, sir, we are a new team with a great leader and another growing in front of our eyes, says Jack Meeker. And I agree. Listen, I know that some Cowboys players went out there to the press and they talked about being bummed out about Michael Par about Jalen Smith being gone from the team. I understand that. I understand Michael Parsons saying that it was a welcome to the NFL moment for him. And, I, and people did misread that tweet from David Hellman, for example. I think that when David Hellman clarified that on Twitter, in case you did not see that, some people took that comment uh, in a negative way. When what Michael Parsons really meant was Jalen Smith was a veteran in the team. And maybe the Cowboys players also did not expect him to be gone after four weeks of action. So that was what, what Michael Parsons definitely meant. He did not mean to say like, all right, it's my time to take over the Cowboys defense. He just meant, you know, from one day to another, Jalen Smith is not on the team. And that is how the NFL operates. So that was a welcome to the NFL kind of moment for him. Surprising move, by the way. We talked about it last night. Obviously, right now we have a more a colder head to talk about it we have gone to bed woken up we we have we have had time to actually process the Jalen's mid release and there is no doubt that the most important aspect of Jalen's release was the 9.2 million dollar figure for 2022 and someone actually mentioned in the mentioned it in the chat last night before I did 9.2 million dollars is the number that the Cowboys we're going to guarantee Jalen Smith for injury if he was injured in the 2021 season. So if he suffered a season-ending injury, let's say week five versus the Giants, and he was not able to pass his physical in March, then the Cowboys were not going to be able to release Jalen Smith without those guarantees, without those $9.2 million becoming an issue. So the Cowboys just decided, you know what, I'm not going to roll the dice again and again, week in and week out for a player that I believe that is not starter, a starter caliber player for our Cowboys defense. That is basically what the Cowboys decided to do. And Mikey McCarthy talked about it being a big picture roster move, which I appreciate it because it's a direct answer. And the Cowboys start telling us, no, stop speculating. This is nothing about his attitude, this is not a locker room issue. We just wanted to move on from him. And the $9.2 million make a lot of sense. So who benefits the most from Jalen Smith's release? Now, I think that Dallas Young is onto something in the chat when he says that he ordered a Jalen Kears jersey earlier today. And I fully respect that. Because I think that most Cowboys fans are buying Trevon Diggs jerseys. So if you are Dallas Young, like for example, Dallas Young, he ordered a Jaron Kears jersey. I fully 100% respect that because that is an original move, I think. Uh, 
We are going to have to QB spy Daniel Jones this week, says STXGE. And we'll talk about some keys to the game in a few moments as well. Where the big mo emoji, says Lenatic. <laughs> I appreciate that. Mike had 67 of the 68 snaps on defense, 97%, with 37 coming in coverage last week, says Lenatic. And yet, Emmanuel Acker was out there picking out two plays to call him out on live TV. That is how national media operates sometimes, and you got to hate. You will never get that from us here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. That is the objective here, as always. So make sure you like that video and, of course, share the show. So my opinion is, my question for me to you guys is, who do you think benefits the most from Jalen Smith, Smith's release? Is it Jabril Cox, the rookie linebacker, or is it actually Jaron Kears, who is not a linebacker, but he has been playing this hybrid role, linebacker slash safety for Dan Quinn's defense ever since Donovan Wilson got hurt. He came into this team as a special teamer more than anyone, more than anything else. And ever since he got started playing safety for the Cowboys more frequently with Donovan Wilson's injury, he's proven he's a legit player. People are buying his jersey. He's out there making plays. He's he's great in the run-stopping game. He's also made some tackles in the passing game. He was close to getting an interception more than once. He's been close to getting an interception more than once right now for the Cowboys. So, Jaron Kears might be one of those players that has found a new sort of starting role or maybe an even more important rotational position even when Donovan Wilson comes back. On the other hand, though, Jabril Cox was not getting any playing time. And this opens the door for him. He's one of the players that will benefit the most from this move. Those 56% of the snaps that Jalen Smith was playing will have to be redistributed. Some of them will go to, to Micah. I think that Micah, who played 97% of the snaps, will have a more similar number to that over the next few weeks. He'll be closer to 97 90%. I think those will be Micah Parsons' snap counts because he's one of the best defensive players for the Cowboys. Then you will have Keanu Neal as well. Jaron Kears, again, as a linebacker slash safety, even though he's not a full-time linebacker. But he's, here's the thing about Dan Quinn, though. Even the Keanu Neal hire talks to us about how Dan Quinn looks at that safety, that linebacker. He sees a, you know, a blurred line. He plays with those positions, and it's never really clear whether it is a linebacker or a safety. It is actually when you look at the tape and you're trying to put the personal groupings together, you kind of struggle if you guys have done that exercise. Sometimes you kind of struggle like, all right, should I list him right now as a defensive back or as a linebacker when looking at Keanu Neal in some place, when looking at Jaron Kears in some place. And that is because he's playing this big nickel package as well in which he has Kears, Hooker, and Cassie. And with Donovan Wilson coming back, maybe that even gets even more creative from Dan Quinn. Jaron Kears is definitely a winner. But I think that the biggest winner is Jabril Cox because the door was basically closed for him before the Jalen Smith release. This opens up the door for him, though, to get involved in some plays. He's been involved in special teams. We have seen him basically never at defense, though. So I think he's the biggest winner out of this move because I think that Jaron Kears is a winner from the work that he has done on the field. We already know what Jaron Kears is about. We already know that even with Donovan Wilson back, Q 
Cheers was going to get some more playing time. So I will answer that question by saying Jarvil Cox. A lot of people uh, saying Cox, 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 Jarvil Cox, Keanu Neal with Jalen Release, Lunatic going with the other answer. It's going to be exciting to watch him play. I don't think, and this is my warning from me to you guys, I don't think that we should get our hopes very, very high regarding Jarvil's snap count percentage, future snap count percentage, because I don't think it will be as high as some imagine. He will have some plays. He will be a part of the rotation. But don't expect Jabril Cox to become a very important rotational player right away. I think that will take some time. And I think that the Cowboys are prepared to ease him into the rotation little by little. Neil had a full offseason to bulk up, learn linebacker this entire summer camp and preseason, says Guru. Having Cox receiving more reps will be really important for him to grow as a player, says God. And I agree with that. There's only so much you can learn from the sidelines, right? There's only so much you can learn from the sidelines. So it will, good. It will be good for Jabril to be involved in some plays as well. But don't get your hopes up regarding a high snap count. I don't think that will happen. Now, I find it kind of, uh, you know, odd. And I talked a little bit about this last night, but I will mention it again, maybe a little bit more in depth. When the Cowboys declined LVE's fifth year option, we kind of understood why. And I thought it was the right call for the Cowboys not to pick up Leighton Van Der Esch's fifth year option because there was a lot of uncertainty there. And that uncertainty stemmed from a lot of reasons. Number one, his injury history, we know that Leighton, ever since he, he got drafted out of Boise State, there were some medical red flags regarding him as a prospect. That was number one. And then in the NFL, we saw those injuries came to fruition one way or another. Back injuries, neck injuries. So you, we were kind of concerned about that as well up to some point. You did not know if Jalen Smith was going to have a bounce back season for the Cowboys. You did not know if you were going to draft a linebacker like the Cowboys did uh, later, well, you know, you kind of did because that was a later date. However, you kind of get my point. We did not know what the Cowboys situation at linebacker was going to truly look like months before the season. That is what I mean here. So the Cowboys knew that if they did not get rid of Jalen Smith during the season, there was going to be a point in which they were going to have to decide if they stayed with Parsons, sorry, with Smith, Banderich, or maybe with none of them. That was the decision that the Cowboys were going to make before the 2022 season. Now it's an easier decision because Jalen is out of the picture, but we still don't know if, if Leighton will remain on the team next year or not. Leighton was behind Jalen Smith in snap counts. He had 51% participation while Jalen was at 56%. So not a lot of difference, but Jalen was beating him in that aspect. This also opens the door up for Leighton Vanderich to come in and get some more playing time and maybe prove himself to the Cowboys coaches and convince him of and convince them of him remaining on the team next year. So I think that he's one of those players that low-key benefits from Jalen Smith's departure that we're not talking about enough. I think that we're not talking enough about Leighton Vanderich getting more playing time and more opportunities to prove himself to the coaching staff. I don't know that he will. 
And I'm not saying that he will. I am saying, though, that he, his playing time might increase as well, just like Michael Parsons' playing time will and Keanu Neal's playing time will. I think that Leighton Bandridge might get that, uh, might get that additional opportunity. No fifth-year option for LVE. He likely gone come picks in the future, says uh, Jim Smith. And honestly, I lean that way too. I lean towards him not being on the team in 2022. However, this gives him a little bit more chances to playing more time. Sacerdote uh, Field says, no, I know that's right. No more wasted second round picks, but I missed the first comment. We have another draft coming up with linebackers and edge rushers, says Sacerdote Field. And it's going to be a, an interesting draft. Of course, we're a long way away from it. But the Cowboys might want to address the offensive line as well, the cornerback room as well. We thought that the Cowboys might get involved with the Stefan Gilmore conversation, but then the Carolina Panthers messed up every team's plans and traded a six-rounder for them. So the Panthers low-key trying to make a fifth-year, a fifth-quarter comeback versus the Cowboys after the Cowboys beat them last week. According to Mickey, says APJ, the Cowboys are high on Francis Bernard as well. Another wild card on this conversation. Now, Jeff Floyd says, terrible points. They play different positions. And I realize that, you know, Leighton has played Mike. He has played Will. He has done a little bit of everything. That is maybe why Jalen Smith's snap percentage is higher than Leighton Banderich. But are we going to pretend like Leighton has not played different positions during his career with the Dallas Cowboys. Do we not believe that he can make that transition from one week to another if the Cowboys want to play him at different stop, at different spots? I think they would. I think they would be willing to experiment with that as the season goes on. And I think that Leighton can, can play different roles at linebacker. But I realize, but I understand what Jeff is trying to say, though. I just think that we, he, that could change. Definitely, that could change. I like LV. I hope he turns it on and gets to stay, says Jennifer. And I agree with that as a, as a person. I like Leighton. I like his story. He was a no-star recruit out of high school. He walked on at Boise State, got no FBS scholarships. So that's why he walked on at, at Boise State and ended up being a first-round draft pick in the NFL. It's a great story. I want to see some Luke Gifford, says STXGE. Another player, Francis Bernard and Luke Gifford, two players that could get involved more than we believe. Too many holes and departures upcoming to put it all in the NFL draft, says Guru. We'll need to another brilliant chip bargain free agent period. Bernard and Bradley is going to vault, says Mike Jones. Will and Steele, after seeing the play of Parsons, maybe the Cowboys will be looking for more versatile linebackers in the next draft. Micah Parsons has been insane. There was an article out there on, on the Cowboys, sorry, on the Cowboys, on the NFL all-rookie team after four weeks from Dane Brookler, and he had Micah Parsons as his linebacker, obviously far from a surprise, but he also had Osa Odiyesuwa at defensive tackle, and Chauncey Colson got an honorable mention as well. Bradley and I is a low-key outside linebacker, says Tony Simmons. Let's see if we also get some more playing time for Bradley and I now that he's back from the COVID-19 list because we have always wanted to see more from him. Even in the preseason, I think that Cowboys fans wanted to see a little bit more from Bradley than we actually got. 
20 people need to find that free like button, says Lunatic. And I agree, hit that like button for us. And of course, share the show if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Now, let's move on to the game. Let's talk Cowboys versus Giants. We know about the Jalen Smith situation. We know about all of it. Let's talk a little bit about Cowboys Giants because it's Wednesday. Tomorrow is the kickoff of the week five of the NFL. And it kind of pains me to say that because I hate the fact that we are already at week five. It seems like the season just began. Don't take it away from us just yet. And before we start with the matchups and the keys to the game, I want to ask you straight up, do you expect this to be a competitive game or do you expect a blowout? And I ask this because our perspective from the Giants might have changed after they got the upset win over the Saints last Sunday. It might have changed. It might have not changed. We know that the Cowboys should be a superior team than the Giants, but it's a divisional matchup. It is Jason Garrett. And I know that I, I, I know how you're how that is going to sound, but I'll get the context in in a few moments. This is Jason Garrett in the hot seat after a game in which he switched the game plans basically versus the Saints. You might be getting a little bit desperate, and this is a Cowboys game, so you never know how prepared the Giants or how or which surprise plays they're going to take out of the playbook, if there are any in Jason Garrett's playbook. I don't know. <laughs> I know how that sounded for a moment there, so I had to clarify right away. But this might be one of those games that kind of... Oh, my. Wait a minute. Oh, no, okay. I... I got a tweet. I got a tweet notification on Lyle Collins being notified of a possible four-game suspension back in February. But, like, I read it from the corner of my eye, and I thought, like, another suspension? But no. No worries there. So, you never know if these games are going to be closer than one would believe. Now, so far, we have blowout, 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 blowout. <laughs> Everyone is going with the blowout answer. Eric Montoya making sure to point out that this is the Saints are a bad football team. It's going to be competitive, says Jennifer, for a half. But the Cowboys will pull away at the end. Similar to what we saw versus the Carolina Panthers. This is Jason Garrett versus Kellen Moore, says the guru. Definitely. I agree. I agree. I worry most about Saquon Barkley, breakaway and first notable running back we'll face. And Saquon is looking healthy. Saquon is looking healthy. So let's talk about the Giants. We know what the Cowboys have been able to do. We know about them. But let's talk a little bit about the, about the Giants because I think there are some interesting things to be pointed out here. They got the opposite win versus the Saints. The Saints had a big lead late in the game. They blew it. Daniel Jones, credit to him, he threw for over 400 yards, 402. He got two touchdowns, one pick, but the pick was a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. So really not, it really doesn't count in my opinion. But the Giants had deep plays, believe it or not. They had actually eight plays for over 20 yards versus the Saints. And I think that kind of stems from their injuries. The Giants visited New Orleans. This was the first Saints game in the Superdome after the hurricane. They visited the Saints without Sterling Shepard and without Slayton. Basically, their top two wide receivers up to 
week three. So after three weeks, they were their top wide receivers. So we saw a completely different set of receivers for the Giants versus New Orleans. And that was Kenny Galladay, who had a great game, six catches for over 100 yards. Kadarius Tony, the Florida prospect, and John Ross, the speedster, who had a 52-yard touchdown catch with Daniel Jones. After three weeks, Kenny Galladay had been targeted 20 yards downfield only once. But in this game, it did feel like a deeper game plan for the Giants. They were throwing the ball downfield. So maybe this Giants offense accidentally became more dynamic with their injuries. I'm looking forward to seeing what their game plan is versus the Cowboys. Because you got to know that the Cowboys defense is allowing big plays. I love what the Cowboys have, do, have been doing up to this point. The way they have been forcing turnovers. The way Trevor Diggs has five interceptions. But they have allowed big plays. So that might be one of the few concerns that we have going into this game. Now, Garrett is in the hot seat. So expect him to get as creative as he can over the next following weeks. Remember that Garrett came into New York with offensive line coach Mark Colombo, who is gone. Offensive assistant Steven Brown, also gone after last season. So his guys are no longer in the team. And it's not like Joe Judge wanted Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator for his team. So let's be ready for a few surprise plays. Let's get ready for that. I'm not saying it will be a competitive game. I expect a blowout as well. But you never know with these games. You never know with this game. Now, that is one of the things that I would like to point out. It's one of the keys to the game. Avoid those deep plays. And I think that the Cowboys should some way somehow feed Ezekiel Elliott again. I'm not talking about early downs. I'm a huge believer in early down passing, in letting Dak Prescott cook. But without Blake Martinez who got injured towards his ACL recently. Without Blake Martinez, they played Crowder last week, and they allowed over 170 rushing yards versus the Saints. And now you're getting to face the Ezekiel Elliott-Tony Pollard duo, who last week were in the top five of efficient running backs. The two of them were in the top five. This Cowboys team is clicking in the running game just like they are in the passing game. So... Maybe getting a, an early lead and just running the football down New York Giants' throat is the game plan for the Dallas Cowboys if they are able to get that early lead. Jennifer said in the chat that she expects a close first half. So if the Cowboys can avoid that, then I can see this being a blowout. Yes, I expect Dan Quinn to put players in, in positions to make plays. In, I think she meant positions to make plays. Their right tackle is soft, so Randy should have another big game. Jim Smith says, Kears, he has looked so good. Gabriel says, Blake Jarwin always has a good game versus the New York Giants. But nothing like that three-touchdown performance, which I will never forget. Uh, Stevie Mack says, I have a feeling they're saving that play for later in the season, says Dallas Junk. But I don't know. All right, it is this one. I want to see Cedric Wilson throw another touchdown to Dak against the Giants. I want to see the Connor McGovern handoff. I want to see the Connor McGovern handoff. It's got to happen, right? At some point, we are going to see a handoff to Connor McGovern. Do we, can we agree on that? Callan Moore called this the Mac package. When McGovern gets in, 
and acts as a fullback, the linebackers tremble. But I wonder if at some point we're going to see a Connor McGovern hand up. I don't know if I would like it, but I would enjoy the chaos, of course. And if he's able to get a touchdown, I would just lose my mind. <laughs> LG dive, LMAO. <laughs> yeah, left guard dive. They actually are going to have to implement that to Madden after it happens. I'm going to call week eight for that to happen. That is going to happen on week eight. That is ADC Sports Dallas primetime Bold prediction. <laughs> Noah earned more time to Connor McGovern hand up, but throw it in to Ninja. Let's go. <laughs> We're getting crazy here on ADC Sports Dallas primetime. So that means we need to move on to the final matchup. And in my, in my opinion, one of the most important ones, we will kind of cheat because we already talked about a similar matchup a couple of weeks ago. But the Giants are also dealing with some injuries at offensive guard. And take a look at this tweet from Jordan Renan. Matt Skura is expected to start at left guard. This is from before the Saints game. That was the fourth left guard in the Giants' 2021 season. Chain Lemieux is on injured reserve. Nick Gates, we, knew, we know about the position change, got injured when playing left guard. Ben Bradson was limited today on the Giants' injury report, but it was only a projection because it was only a walkthrough for New York and Matt Skura played last week versus the Saints. So that is your left guard number four. It might be Ben by Sunday, but even, even still, like we're talking about backup offensive linemen. And the Cowboys have seen Ozo Yesua become a force at defensive tackle. So getting that pressure on the inside might be key to stopping this Giants offense. How about Justin Turner going deep to left field Home run Dodgers. We have a tight ball game in the bottom of the fourth inning. 1-1. Sorry about the parenthesis, but I get excited. So also Yisua facing uh, the backup offensive line in the interior will be important for this game. Also Carlos Watkins coming back to this game. This might be the best defensive tackles game for the Cowboys in a while. Do you think at some point, says Jennifer, in the season, Connor McGovern will catch a touchdown pass? So, so far, we have Connor McGovern running in for a touchdown, throwing for a touchdown, and catching a touchdown. We have high expectations for Connor McGovern. I don't think it will happen, though. No, I, I kind of think it also makes a lot of sense. You know, a play-action pass in which the fullback checks and releases for a touchdown. Of course, he has to report eligible etc. But that would be amazing. We should play wildcat offense the whole game against the Giants, says OG Fistone. Sort of like when you're messing around with your body playing Madden. Let's hope none of this backfires for the Cowboys because I know that we're feeling confident. But man, I hate feeling confident about a Dallas Cowboys. This team feels different. This team feels different. But I, when I feel confident is when I start getting concerned as well. Flea Flicker seek to Dak for a chunk yard play or a touchdown bump, says Guru. Fun fact about me, fun fact about Mo and your host here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Flea Flicker is by far my favorite football play. Like, you can talk about the jet sweep. You can talk about the, the, the running back screen. You can talk about four verticals. To me, there's no better play 
to watch as a football fan. I do not, I, my, the level of hype that I reach in that one second in which the running back turns and tosses the ball back to the quarterback, that is one of the moments in which I remember, you know, I love this freaking sport. Connor kicks it for the win to Stephen White. All right, I think that is that is a that is the boldest of them all. <laughs> who was the offensive lineman who actually kicked one uh, on practice? Was it Tyler Viadish? It was not Connor McGovern. So that would be uh, even more than crazy. So those are the matchups to watch versus the Giants. Hope you enjoyed them. Hope you like the show here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. That will be it for me tonight. We will be back tomorrow night with. The betting the Cowboys segment. We are three and one for the season. I'm struggling to find the right play for this one because I'm not entirely sure about the. I'm not entirely sure about the spread. I'm not entirely sure about laying the seven points and a half that the Cowboys have in the betting world. So we're trying to look for the right play for the betting the Cowboys segment because we are three and one, and I feel the pressure. I feel the pressure. I need to go four and one to have a little bit of a, you know. Of a damn, I forgot about the word. But we need to feel more confident about the betting the Cowboys segment. And we will have a game prediction in blind recap fashion. In case you are new to the show, we give the game prediction as if we were recapping the game without having watched it. So thank you, Ninja, as well. Thank you, Stephen White. Thank you, Guru, everyone for joining. Make sure you like the video before you go out. Uh, make sure cushion, cushion is a word. Thank you, Joshua Davis. We need a cushion on the betting the Cowboys segment, and we will try to get it this week versus the Giants. Not sure about the play, though, yet. Not sure about it yet. We'll talk more about the game, and I hope you join uh, at 8 p.m. Central Time. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, including this Adam Holt article on Dak being back as an early season MVP candidate in 2021. Make sure you check that out. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you, Guru. Thank you, Dallas Junk. Like the video, share the show. I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you, guys.